I sound near and get this around the nation on Triple M. Good morning, everybody. That was Simple Minds. What about us? Who are we? Well, it's me, Tony Martin, a.k.a. Oh, which one's he again? We've got Ed Cavalli, a.k.a. Oh, I know him, wasn't he? Oh, no, I'm thinking of Josh Lawson. And Richard Marsland, a.k.a. Dr. McGreamy. Ah, you're wrong. I'm McSteamy. Uh, you're Dr. McDreamy, Richard Marsland. Okay. Because uh, Cecilia on the phone, look, she's agreeing, oh. has had two dreams about you in the last 24 hours. Two. Sickening. How much is she sleeping is the first question. She described, you know, you're going to have Marsland. You'd be on the nod all the time. <laughs> That's the thing is that uh, I heard that there were two versions of me in her dream, Michael Keaton multiplicity style. Oh, really? Which, which makes sense because I actually don't have that many dreams. So I can understand my oh. dream self going out and finding other gigs elsewhere. And what you thought? And like in uh, Multiplicity oh. with Michael Keaton, was the dream confined to the garage because of the special <laughs> effects were in their infancy? <laughs> I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. I had an awful dream. Hang on a sec. Look, Cecilia's having a still knock slurpee. Oh, wait. In a desperate attempt to bring back Marsley <laughs> for the dreamscape. Still knock, everyone's favourite sleeping tablet. Oh, you were telling me about your I dream. Awful dream. Quite tired, Dave. Didn't sleep much. I think yeah. it's probably because of this dream. Do you, do you have the catch up? Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely. It's still on. I think it's still on. It's kicking gold. And um, I had this dream that, that one of the hosts yeah. at the end of the show. Which one? Libby Gore. Yeah. <laughs> Libby Gore. At, at the end of the show, they all sort of get up and walk out. Yeah. And, and, and when she got up, there, w- there was a sound guy on her chair, gasping for air. He'd been there the whole show. <laughs> That's quite a good dream. That's a terrible dream. <laughs> and I couldn't, and then when I. I was thinking about it this morning. I was trying to remember whether he was dead <laughs> or whether he still had the twitch of life or whether he went... <laughs> but the audience cheered. That's yeah. all I can remember. <laughs> so the catch-up is rating quite well in your head. Yeah, it's killing. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, was the set in your dream copied exactly from an American dream? Oh, man. Oh, oh, I resent that. My hey. I just have to say... Don't you work on the show that does the lips? Do you think, uh... <laughs> do you think, uh, you know, food, the amount of food you eat is yeah. what is causing yeah, it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you do eat while we're doing the show. And people think, oh, that's just a joke. That's just some stick. Okay, yeah, listen to that. That's a... That's a tuna wrap. Put that down. And that's a turkey sandwich. Yeah. Put that down, because I have a clip from yesterday's show oh. where you were just blatantly <laughs> eating a sandwich... <laughs> Well, you were talking to no, about I wasn't. No, I was. Have a listen to this. Ron, how are you? I'm not too bad, Fonz. How are we? We're excellent, sir. You're in Brisbane, are you not? I am, I am. And uh, what's your free phone, brother? <laughs> well, what I usually do, I get rather bored quite easily. Sorry, <laughs> one more time. And uh, what's your free phone, brother? Well, what I usually do. I forgot. I forgot. I literally forgot that I was on air. And I, I, I used that Are You in Brisbane, bro, line to buy me some time. So just trying to get the sandwich out of the bag quietly so you should reach for the next course. And uh, what's your free phone, brother? <laughs> and I saw you bust me because I was just here. And what's your free And I stopped and looked around and you were all looking at me. I was like, yeah, you're right. This isn't the time for a sandwich. Yeah, but that's not the first time this has happened. It is. It is not. Last week, when Shane Maloney, respected um, novelist, was on the show, yeah. have a listen. To, you'll have to listen quite closely in the background. Turn up your radio listeners. Check this out. Is it hard to uh, crowbar crime into the life of a character who's well, essentially an MP? 
Well, he's a sort of uh, ordinary bloke, really, in lots of ways, and so he just gets stuck at into things. So I started off the writing these books by wondering, you know, what it would be like if, if, you, if, if you figured out somebody was trying to kill you and you had no idea why. Right, right. And that's really how the series starts, and, uh, you know, that's a few books back. Uh, uh, and, it, it, look, it just takes off from there. Um, you put a, an ordinary bloke under some sort of stress where his loyalty hooks him into things and he feels like he's only he can solve the problem and every, every step he makes, uh, it gets worse. Well, you know, that's the standpoint. That's the standpoint. You know what happens in such Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell us quickly, Shane, what yeah, the sure. sure. story is? Sure. Oh, well, the story I have to do with the dry lake. Yes, it's a somewhat contemporary setting. Uh, and the discovery of human remains. Which turned out to be connected with some business that happened in the Union. Uh, 20 years back when our hero was starting Podcast 86, the Dave Cast. Oh, Dave. All Dave Brady. Ah, all day. 
dragged him down to our level for a show. Yeah, he was making like woody gags. I know. <laughs> Good ones. Like quality ones. <laughs> no, he was talking about your skateboard. Oh, he was. You've read that into it. Oh, really? Woody? I'm the only one who thought that. No, it's good stuff. Okay. A lot of talk of Aldo Ray. <laughs> Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> no. Real. We love it when Dave comes in, so we've dedicated an entire good. podcast to him. Good, good podcast. So that's up. Yeah, Podcast 85 is still up there. Okay, okay. And let's not forget about Podcast... <laughs> Someone can find a bit in a song that says 96 or something. Is that right, Richard? Well, I was thinking about the bowling for soup, you know. On right. a podcast, 85. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, what you get it out loaded? Is this Rich? Seems too busy getting around in your document. Dreamy, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but, you know, we're getting... But the podcast is good, right? Yeah, it's good, but we're having our ass kicked on iTunes. Doing what? Uh, <laughs> a number of things. The Happy Tree Friends, oh, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right. and various other radio and television programs yeah. more popular than our good self. Sure. But we're also getting beaten by something called Sex Tips. Sex Tips is like, I think, the chaser mm. are number one. Absolutely, and we love them. They're all number one, mm. deservedly so. But Sex Tips is coming in at number two. <laughs> Not thank God you're here off its perch. Yeah. Not all sorts of popular radio stations off. Now, I've got a grab here. Now, this is the kind of stuff that we should be doing right. if we want to get up towards uh, the, the lofty heights of the sex tips. Mm-hmm. This is the, the one entitled Homemade Sex Toys. Now, probably if you're under an age or uh, <laughs> have a faint heart or yeah. don't like rude stuff, probably turn off your radio now if you didn't already with the Aldo Ray comment. <laughs> Let's have a listen. Now, our next toy, well, if you like making love on the couch, you should like making love to the couch. All you need for this one is basket bag, lubricant, and scissors. I suggest cutting off your top of your different bag or whatever you use. There's no method to Triple M, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide. He dropped the cougar. 
Oh, who knows? Yeah, he has. He started off as John Cougar Mellencamp. Then he, oh, John Cougar. Yeah. Then John Cougar Mellencamp. And then he was Johnny Diesel for a while, I think. <laughs> then he was Mark Lazzotti or something. I can't follow him. without hats for a few years. He was the man without hats. Well, I think yeah, all of them. We managed to get that song yet. No. The follow-up single. The follow-up to the uh, safety dance. I wish that I was in Scotland. Mm. And I'm walking through a forest in the rain. I'm pretty much certain that that's the exact wording of the name of it. And nobody has believed me. I've been saying no, that for no, a year. No, I know. That was the follow-up. Yeah. Important to know. Yeah. Who are these people waffling on? It's me, Tony Martin, and Ed no. Cavalli. He is now uh, describing himself as Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I told you they got their inspiration from Donald Duck cartoons, did I not? <laughs> I think that I'm in Scotland and I'm walking through a forest in the rain. That was the name Hang of the See, I call myself Scrooge McDuck, but I get my inspiration from Donald Duck cartoons, an entirely different cartoon. He's doing some avant-garde material that Peter Costello right. beat poetry stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you where the good stuff is at the moment. Yeah. The Senate Estimates Committee. Oh, oh that's great here, isn't yeah. it? Two drink minimum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting very heated. Senator Faulkner. He's throwing pens and boosting up cagliers. I don't know who's Senator Faulkner. He's an old Labor cat, bit of a toe cutter, um, with big glasses. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. What's yeah. going on there, Rich? Well, I mean, they're arguing about the renovations to the lodge. Oh, yeah. $475,000. Yeah. And now they're um, complaining about the IR ads. Oh, right. right. The workplace ads. Oh, yeah. The workplace. And how much, you won't say how much they cost. No. Why don't they keep going all up? Did they do the debt? I'll uh, don't seem to have those figures on me. We'll get back to you. <laughs> Senator Minchin wearing a very fetching vest. Really good. Is he best? Yeah, because they dressed down for the estimates committee. She kind of dresses for Leeds Air of Silverchair, has he? That's a good look. And why are we spending all this money? Because we spent $55 million to serve up something people don't want. So now we've got to retract it, do we? Yeah. So it's another 4 or $5 million a week to say, I can't believe it's not work choices. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to have some more on that tomorrow. I think we've got the answer to that problem. But people are emailing in uh, about Scrooge McDuck, a.k.a. in Heavily. Uh, listen to this. Cal says, I recently landed a plum job, pun intended, at my local video library. Good on you. The only problem is I got the gig Cavalier style mm-hmm. by lying gratuitously about my own ability, in this instance, mm-hmm. my extensive movie knowledge. Mm-hmm. Now, is that really a requirement at the video shop? Not at first. Yeah. At first, you just need a rudimentary knowledge where the McConaughey titles are. Yeah. Uh, you need to have seen a few Sandra Bullock uh, titles. Yeah, 28 Days Later is always uh, 28 Days or whatever it's called. See, I always test out my local uh, show. Yeah. Oh, they get a rigorous testing from me, the video clip. You go, okay, what's your emergency recommendation? And if they just do that lazy old anything in new release, I hate that. Oh, that's, I hate that. Sometimes the boss would come down and direct us to make sure that we were recommending things from the new release shelf. Right. And we, in good conscience, I couldn't do that, Rich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, see, that's what Cal is saying. I can't recommend Glimmer Man. <laughs> well, with Mel and I, sits down the back collecting dust. Glimmer Man. It's not how I roll. Uh, or no, I can't recommend Tomcats <laughs> with Jerry O'Connell and Jake oh, Busey. No. Yeah. <laughs> midnight Run. Midnight Run, see, that's what I was going to say. This person, uh, Cal, would very much appreciate a list of your top three go-to no. titles. Make your own up. Ones that you can recommend in emergencies. My one, top of the list, is always Midnight Run mm-hmm. because it's a movie that everyone likes. Who's yeah. uh, Charles Grodin, Robert De Niro. Who? There we go. Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina. Yeah, Joe Yeah, Picoto, Joe Pataliano. Great names. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I'm, I know you'd rather want Tomcats because it has a testicle rolling up a corridor in one scene. But honestly, how good is the scene? You know, the scene in Midnight Run where uh, Groden has to pretend to be the cop mm. in the bar, in the redneck bar. You know, what if you've never seen Groden? How would you know him? Oh. He's the dad in Beethoven. The dad in Beethoven. <laughs> when he has to perform the litmus configuration. That is a great scene. Uh, Proud, please, check, check it out. What is on your list? I noticed this. Mm. A lot of uh, video shops, here are the two I get. Mm. Shawshank Redemption. I cannot stand that. Sure. Okay. Jeez Louise. Usual suspect. That's the no. other one, apparently. Emergency yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. But people have always said, usual suspect. Oh, no. Shawshank Redemption is the movie. When people come in to start, when they started buying DVDs, Shawshank Redemption was the movie that every single person would come up, put it on the counter and go, you seen that? And I go, yep, I have seen that. And then they'd launch into a 17-minute monologue about how they never saw it coming. And what would it be like to be in jail? And isn't Morgan Freeman so great? He's like a philosopher. He's just a guy that gets out of jail. So funny, it takes him 70 years to come up with a plan. John Goodman does it in about five minutes in Raising Arizona. So in The Naked Gun 2, a man pole-vaults his way out of jail. Now that is a plan. There's so much gold in Naked Gun 2. Yeah, Dr. Meinheimer, when they burst in and Leslie Nelson's dropped a bowling ball on his head and an anvil and then some oil and feathers all over him, but has no idea that he's done it. George Kennedy comes in and says, my God, what have they done to Dr. Meinheimer? <laughs> and the confused look on Leslie Nelson's face makes the movie. There you go. But okay, so they're standing there saying, we want this much beloved classic that everyone in Australia likes. It was in the top 10 favorite films of all time, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Highest renting DVD of its year. Right. What does Ed Cavalli say? No. No. Gets. Wizard of Speed and Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your video shop, stop motion, right? It's a guy, all he's got is one camera, a wizard's outfit, and some stop motion wow. photography. Incredible. And you wonder why it took us so many months to attract the sponsor. I'm amazed the people at this and Navarra want to get behind the man who recommends the Wizard of Speed and Time. Uh, Richard Marvin is sitting on gold, but we don't have time for it. We're going to keep sizzling this great segment up. Coming up next to get this. It's the equivalent of listening closely to a chainsaw. The Nation on Triple M and, uh, oh, look, I just had an interesting discussion off here. Someone was talking about happy days in this room. Yeah. Ed Cavalli, having uh, seen off the Shawshank Redemption, has started laying into happy days. Such a bland show. Who could have a negative opinion about happy days? Here's what he said. I'll have to clean it up. <laughs> Richie Cunningham is an effing idiot. <laughs> instead of earplugs, oh. only turn the volume up halfway and limit the time you spend listening to your iPod. Yeah. 
probably something we should have done a few years ago. <laughs> Mazda and myself, completely deaf as posts. Welcome aboard. Uh, hey, it's time for some music and great. Oh, we couldn't do anything more with this one. Powderfinger lost and run right. it a few times. We've done every possible idea. Yeah, we need some expert advice. Yeah. I think that there's uh, more things to do right. appeal to a broader audience. And um, one of those things is yep. Yep. using really exciting percussion. <laughs> by Powderfinger here again this around the nation on Triple M where it's time to climb, yes, Talkback Mountain. Controversial game, which I won't even repeat the name of because it offends a lot of people, but it involves zoos. It's wonderful. And it really came good. I loved it. The callers were fantastic. Loved it. But look at this. How would this be for the saddest job in the world? Clown hired to cheer up monkeys. A German zoo has hired a clown to stop its monkeys getting bored. Uh, turns out that the chimps, baboons, gorillas, and orangutans in this German zoo were uh, becoming aggressive when bored. Cracking it. <laughs> so the answer was to bring in a clown. If you're a clown who entertains monkeys for a living, <laughs> really, that's time to have a log on. Look at yourself, isn't it? <laughs> I'm big in the primate market. <laughs> really big. Maybe that's a good a job for Galen. We've been trying to think. Not bad. Of a job for Galen. I was thinking that he'd be good to get uh, if horses don't want to meet. They could get Galen, okay. sort of parade him around the paddock with a little tail with his horse face, <laughs> making the noises. And then once the horses get on, he, he runs off. They bring in the real one, the way they go. <laughs> so he gets them started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fluffs. He's the supporter. He's a fluffer. The horses. <laughs> All right, we're not. It isn't what the job for Galen. No, that's not what we're doing. Okay. Uh, what are we doing? The Nobel the Prize laureates. Oh, wh- how was the red carpet? Was well, there uh, Richard Wilkins there? You were, they were hot too. What are you wearing, Jose Rebel's daughter? What? Plunging necklines on all the scientists? <laughs> hot stuff. No, we, I don't know if they're on now, but they're coming up. Yeah. Or they've been one of the two. Oh, <laughs> three. And uh, it's always for peace. Sure. Literature. Mm. These are boring topics. Yeah. Well, is this the one that they give away in Sweden and uh, you don't know if you've been nominated until afterwards? Like they announce the winner without announcing the nominations? Is that how it works? <laughs> really? That's a bizarre way of doing it, but fair enough. So you get the winner up on stage yeah. and he goes, and the nominees are. <laughs> and the losers were. And the people who lost to me are. Uh, I think so. Because, well, you know, Japanese manga comics, yeah. Yeah, they want to get a Nobel Prize happening for like their story and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, really? Because it's literature. Yeah. Why not the literature like, they getting? of the graphic novel? Yeah. Of the graphic novella, if you will. So we want, what's your, what are you, what are you the Nobel Prize winner of? The Nobel laureate. 
Yeah, listeners. Okay, well, what's not getting recognised by this highfalutin event in Sweden that you're not even invited to until you win? And it can be anything at all. You can call up and go, I'm the Nobel laureate of clowns that entertain monkeys. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. All right, uh, he's a couple. Yeah, we're well, Nobel laureates for, uh, for, for thieves. Yeah. going to these two gentlemen in, uh, in, in Berlin. Right. We managed to steal 2.5 miles of railway track uh, weighing nearly 500 tonnes to sell as scrap metal. They were trying to get 170,000 uh, euros for it. Police became suspicious when a local pawn shop operator informed them that two gentlemen had tried to swap 500 tonnes of metal for an Xbox and a complete set of Fraggle Rock DVDs. <laughs> We want what is you, the laureate of. Come on, talking with your mouthful, that would you be. Yeah, yeah, they're laureate of talking with your mouthful. Laureate of uh, becoming unwelcome in my own home. Oh, is that really? <laughs> quite good at that. Getting tense. A little, yeah. yeah. What about John? You mate, John, has he found somewhere for you guys to move into? Even just the dump master, a cardboard <laughs> box, would be probably quite satisfying <laughs> at this point. It's a tough rental market. Yeah, it's, it's a squeeze out there. So, yes, I'm looking for a house, and I'm really good at, at, a, at sort of a slow process of isolation in my own home. Yeah, that's right. Done pretty much exclusively with me having the television on and screaming at it from across the room. <laughs> People are trying to enjoy Ugly Betty while I scream, but oh, she's real ugly, she is. Let me guess. Something's going to happen at the fashion man. What a surprise. <laughs> this is why he's homeless. Lucy, friend. Uh, okay, Mr. Martin, any laureates to put on the table? Well, I'm going to push my nomination on to someone else. Okay. Remember when we had uh, Tony Wilson in on the show? Yes. He was mentioning something, uh, the Catch-22 character, Major Major. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Um, and the closest he could find in real life was Senator Santo Santoro. Yeah, yeah that's right. Who was in the news at the time. I've got a topper. Oh, yeah, I'm sure someone else has talked about this lady, but uh, anyway, she's in the news. It's a sergeant at arms in Victorian Parliament. You know the person who walks in. I think it's a it's a mate with holding the stick. Yeah, holding the stick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she's made the news last night. And at Parliament, the decision making of the sergeant at arms and the sergeant is under scrutiny after unsuccessfully ordering our camera crew to stop filming outside Parliament. <laughs> sergeant, sergeant said filming the start having their official picture taken was against the rules. You get taken away by security, security. The rest of my comfortable, comfortable, and not All right, hey, let's. Uh, we could go on. I'm obviously the laureate of iron. Yes, the highest recorded iron levels in at least one state in Australia. But David Wakeling wants to challenge me to an iron levels test. He's uh, suffering from hemochromatosis as well. Hello, hemochromatoids. Good morning. Uh, he's. Um, oh, he sent me in a fantastic thing though. He works at an intercom factory. The intercom are imported and uh, he wants to contribute something to our um, our segment called Me No Reiki. Oh, no. Accidental racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess this fits. This is the instruction book that comes with the imported intercom. Mm-hmm. So this for a sentence. The products in faddish, goodliness, generous, thinner and hanging on the wall, portable, take less place which, as an adornment, will be increase your life safe and happy. Oh, be no right, <laughs> yeah. I must have 
like that, but often it's like the small ones. Like, look at this. It's just the throwaway line. I read it a couple of times before I realized it was funny. The system has uh, such functions as hand-free surveillance, visible phone, lock control, infrared vigil, audio, video <laughs> output, and so on. <laughs> and so on. All right, all right, look, okay, I don't think anything we see, Baffling, has anything to do with what we want. No, no, no. We want to know what are you the Nobel laureate of, any subject at all. Pretty much this is what we did the other day, what are you the king of, with a different name. So if you caught up for that and couldn't get on, now's your chance. Back. What do you need a Nobel Prize for, people? One triple three five three. Serious way, YouTube here. Get this on Triple M around the nation, and they're handing out Nobel prizes. Who else needs one, and why? Cavalier Lucas, how are you? Good, mate. Uh, what do you need the Nobel Prize for? Sleeping. Sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. The first three months, all I did was sleep. Yeah, right. and have you kept that going, Lucas? Yes, and I've kept it going. Even now, I can fall asleep and drop off a hat and sleep for, you know, 12, 20 hours, something like that. 20 hours? What would be your record for continuous sleeping? Uh, I think I slept, uh, what, a day and a half? A day and a half? I thought you were going to say you slept through 1996. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> no, no, no. Remember it vaguely. Good on you, Lucas. Sorry, sorry to keep you up. Yes, I can't believe that if you're really good at sleeping, then you're missing out on the opportunity to take still not and get a lot of household tasks in the middle of the night, like you know, painting, driving, sex. It could all be done. Sleep. Thank you, Lucas. Hello, Rob. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. How are you? Oh, excellent. What do you What do you need a Nobel Prize for, dude? Uh, being able to change traffic lights, change the colour of traffic lights. Is this just you run a lot of red lights, or what do you? Uh, how do you do it? Well, look, I've picked this ability to change the colour of lights, but unfortunately, I can only change them from green to red, not the other way around. <laughs> down the street now? I am, but I'm on the freeway at the moment, so there's not too many red lights around. Yeah, okay. Well, obviously he's stationary, if there are any police police here. Oh, no, I have got a hands-free. Uh, he's got a semi-legal. He's got a sound effects record in his car. <laughs> That's what that noise is. Okay, well, thanks very thanks much, much uh, Robert. Mm-hmm. You like to do this thing. Well, I don't have any children, so I'm not no. sure. And I'm shocked how you, know, how you entertain them. Mm. But one thing... <laughs> Is if you're in the Hang car, on, no, no, no. What, would, what do you think would entertain a toddler, like a four-year-old? What would you do? Uh, here's what I'll do with a four-year-old, because a friend of mine has four-year-old, five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in the car, you're at the lights. Mm-hmm. You do that thing where you can see that the mm-hmm. lights the other way. See, Rich is not. And you count. You say if it, if it turns to red in five seconds. No, no, you go oh. better than that. You pretend you're using your magic powers to change the lights. So you see the other one turning orange, and then you just get the kid's attention. Goes be red for long, isn't it? Well, I mean, you just change that. Bang! Just time your hand movement. Pretty good. To change the green. I'd be impressed with that. And they're just blown away. Really? For years. <laughs> I'll be talking about you. Okay. All right. There you go. I don't know if that's uh, 
That's a good tip, though. No? Maybe I could have children. I seem to have cut that out. You could probably get some action that way as well, I reckon, Rich. Yeah, absolutely. First date, that'd probably go down pretty well, I reckon. Yeah. I do the lane counter five thing. If, if the lights turn green or red, you know, when you see the opposite yeah. light, in the next five seconds, then I'm going to have a good day. Oh. I'm not sure how much of it is fun and how much of it is ACD. Yeah. yeah. And it can be two things. How were the lights this morning on the way to work? What do they say? Absolute gold. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's meet another laureate, please. Ryan, how are you? Hi, how are you? Ooh. And uh, what are we going to give you a Nobel Prize for, young man? You're going to give me a Nobel Prize for listening to over six hours of the Late Show commentary. If I remember, there was a lot of beeping and a lot of stuff that was coming out by the lawyers. But don't there, are, there are a lot of gaps where you had to put in little commentaries over it. Yeah, oh, I had to go in the next day and replace stuff because the lawyers had told me to cut stuff out. Really? Yeah. I'm really, I'm really sad about that. I really wanted to listen to some of that. I wanted to know what it was. <laughs> it just wasn't enough on there. Exactly. Yeah. As I remember it, it starts off pretty good. Mm. Lots of detail and information, and then by hour six, just long gaps, and then occasionally, yeah, I've still got that shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and, then in, and then in some more bits, it just gets worse because a couple of them just decide to leave. Yeah, that's, 
we're not going to do that there today. Thanks. We're going to talk about country cooking. That's what we're going to do. You wouldn't think so on Triple M. We'll try anything here again. This that's coming up, and let's go to a song because I want to hear more about this lascivious story involving Richard Marsland and the bear. The bear's working in the next studio. We just wanted to see if he had a monitor on. We love the bear. And he's coming in here now to throw a prize back now. So the fun never stops again. Around the nation, including Brisbane, home of the Brisbane Cage, home of George McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what we don't have on this show is we're not really good at talking about sport. Mm. No, I don't think anything much on that front's going to change for quite a while. Oh. And we still have a very big fight ahead of us. No. You're wrong. That's wrong because it's time for sport. <laughs> For the first time in my life, am I right in saying that I might be the greatest sporting authority in a room of three men? Yes, true. Could that be? Could the world be so topsy turvy that that's you, the case? You could say anything, and we would believe well, it. That's what I had planned. Yeah. <laughs> really? What's going to state of origin tonight? Is mate, it is bigger than Ben Hurd. Wow. It's huge. State against state, mate against mate. mate against. That's, 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 that's good. That's one cliche. Yeah. And I think you'll find, oh, I've left my sheet of all the things I'm meant to say. What do you got? Uh, something what like... Well, then you up in, up in Brisbane tonight. The, the forwards make the running something if you're flattening them out from behind. Uh, I don't know. Oh, thank you, Mr. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny piping up again. He just said, uh, yeah. for no reason, as he often does. That's what I normally say. We have these discussions. <laughs> uh, yes, we've got uh, some triple M listeners going on tonight. Painted. I know I don't think we've gone to any efforts to paint anybody. We've let ourselves down, we've let Origin down, we've let New South Wales and Queensland down, I think. This is the only football story that I have. Shane Webke. Yes. to uh, play for Queensland and do a bang-up job. Yep. Uh, he was a forward. Broncos. Take that tone. Yeah. When I was growing up, we used to live right next door in Brisbane. We used to live right next door to where the Broncos would train. Right. And one day I went down with my friends, uh, Christopher Yao and Matthew Pepper, and they were doing a... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's funny. It's <laughs> a bit funny. Poor old Matty Pepper. He had to live with that. <laughs> Smirking at his name. Uh, Yao. Uh, oh, you think Yao? Especially if he was really dull and boring. Anyway, go on. <laughs> but he wasn't. He was. He was. Uh, so we were, we were yeah, and they were doing like a, a thing where they had to throw the ball, catch it, and then run through these things while people sort of hit them with stuff. A lot of that goes on in football. Yeah, in football. I think it was a drill of something that was going to happen to them. And Webke dropped the ball a couple of times. And Matthew, yeah, well, Matthew was giving him some. We were eight, and we had Slurpees and, and meat pies. And Matthew was giving him some. Yeah, Webke, you can't play. You're crap, rah, rah, rah. And Webke sort of picked up the ball and kept going. And anyway, at the end of the, ga- at the, end of the training session, he yeah. came over and said, we were trying to get thinking, you know, trying to get our shirt signed or whatever it was. And he said, who said that? Was Matthew Pepper, Mr. Webke? <laughs> Picked him up, head first into a bin. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And as we walked off, laughing, <laughs> with our new best mate, Shane, we could just see Matthew yelling out, there's maggots in here. <laughs> <laughs> there's maggots in here. <laughs> 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 
around the clock. That is gold. I'm sorry. I don't know if anyone else is laughing, but that amuses me. George, you're from Brisbane, as we know. We are, well, there's lots of Brisbane issues on the boil, or at least yes. Queensland issues. That big brother house, uh, oh, still, yeah. that hasn't been out of the Pakistan, has it? What are they like? What's going on now? What happened oh, like? Hayley's gone. Oh. Andrew, Andrew the boy I taught. Andrew's one of the house, big brothers. One of my greatest claims to fame, actually. Really? I taught contestant on the Big Brother house. You've done very well with him. He's the god on. We wiped the tears from my eyes. He first looked around in his tricky deck for the last my boy. I've got him that. I've got him that. He's all proper. And Hayley's the girl who wheezed in the bucket. Yeah. Maybe the nightclub appearance money was coming in so thick and fast. Outside, they just had to get her out of there. I think so. I thought it was an unfair advantage to be in there as a couple. Yeah. But probably oh, that would never be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why am I talking about this again? Well, I don't know. It's just uh, the the only part that was interesting to me is the idea that the voting uh, process is too complicated. <laughs> is that true? It's like an article here in the paper saying, uh, whatever happened to just uh, voting out who you didn't want in there? Is it there you go. Is no, you can, you can vote now for who you want to keep in. Oh, okay. My dog's really struggling with it. So. <laughs> 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 I don't even have a dog. That was a lie. I've got chooks and they're really struggling with it. Chooks, chooks. How do they go? They're, they're pretty rough. My kids like to hug them a bit too much. Oh, yeah. yeah, they love them. They, they, and they're not laying at the moment. No, I just know. Oh, oh, they, they, the pet that puts in. So or puts out. Either way. <laughs> do, they, uh, do they look delicious? They do. I do sometimes get that cartoon thing of putting the little furry <laughs> things on their little ankles and go, oh, I surround you with a few uh, baked potatoes. Veggies, delicious. Mm-hmm. And do they, uh, away, girls. Do they befriend <laughs> other species? Because we love that on the show when two animal uh, you know, teams up. No, do a kids count as a species? No. Yeah, they sort of befriended the kids. But, you know, they'll lose their charm soon enough. They'll get over it. Now, movies, we're always talking movies on this show. You've seen a film we were uh, we haven't talked about yet, and that's that German movie, The yes. Lion. Oh, yeah, good time. Oh, sounds boring. Sounds German and subtitly. I don't want to see that. People are thinking, no. Wrong. It's good. It's really good. You know, it's hard, I know, to get people to go along to a German film with subtitles. No, don't deny it in Cavalier. How would your housemates go? Okay, they're into Grey's Anatomy and Ugly Betty. If you said, no, let's go and see this German movie with subtitles, what would they say? Is Patrick Dempsey in it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, that would have been... Oh, no, he couldn't do it. He's pretty cute. But, you know, if you don't like the storyline, you know, it's all about the Stasi and uh, all that gear back in the 80s, you can just go along and look at a lot of men in grey slacks, grey zip-up shoes, Grey bomber jackets and grey tights, grey thin eighties tights. That Stasi German agent look is coming back. That's the, when when we finish with emo. Really? When people will never be finished. When people's fringes are back where they should be. Let's move on to the Stasi look here in Australia. You. Hey, Alex Perry, you is he the chef or is it Fred Perry? Who's the Fred Perry? Fred Perry. Alex Perry is more of a chef. Is he? All right. Fred Perry, you. Are you I'm thinking Fred of, Perry. I'm thinking of Steve Perry. So Perry, what are we talking about? Food. Well, you're about food. I'm that's hungry. Right. That's what we're Are you hungry? You promised food and now there's none on offer. George, you work on what I would call a proper radio show. This is true. You're under the command of Ian Skipper. Now, he's a radio professional, been around for years. Would he let someone on his show 
basically operate a bay marine <laughs> during the course of the broadcast. No, certainly not. And it's all the bits of egg over the mic that bothers me. Now skip it at the Glen 28 and a half feet. You wouldn't be getting away with that nonsense. Firstly, it's tuna, and I'm going to okay. pick it off during the song. Oh, well, that's all right then. No, no, you can eat sometimes. Yeah. You've got to be really hungry. You've got to show them your blood sugar level before you let you crack open the Smith's Chris. And of course, uh, no water, I'm assuming. What, what uh, level's Brisbane on at the moment? Uh, level four. Uh, level five, Up I think. Five. Yeah, that's no internal bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's pretty strict. Things are very, very tough. Well, the water stars have come down on you. <laughs> and they're grey slacks. I'm telling you, it's the look. It is the look. Huh? It's coming back. I know you want to talk food. I do. So do the listeners. Let's do that next. <laughs> Obviously, we're very good. Triple M from our Brisbane office, George McEncrow is sitting in, and let's get this Perry confusion sorted out. Who is Alex Perry? Uh, Alex Perry, designer, designer of dresses, fashion designer. Who is Neil Perry? And that's the chef, I believe, who's sporting a switch. And Steve Perry, who is that? Uh, it's the former lead singer of the band Journey. And had his own solo here. Cherry by Perry. And and who is Cherry Perry Sauce? There's so many Perrys though. There's Linda Perry from Fawn on Blonde. There's another. There's Joe Perry from Aerosmith. And the other Stephen Perry was the inventor of the rubber band. So hello to all you Perrys out there. Good on you. Have that Perry Mason. You've got uh, Perry White, the editor of the Daily Planet. Perry Tomo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for the one person who'll know what I'm talking about, Perry Ubu, the uh, experimental band of the late seventies, early eighties. Don't you dare! That's one of their hits. I'd rather have Perry Ubu. One of their hits. How many were there? Perry Como sing Perry Ubu. There's a sketch we won't ever be doing. <laughs> Cross that off the list. George, what about country cooking? Do you get into that? Bad. Are you talking sort of Maggie Beer and Gingham or are you talking about restaurants oh. in... A restaurant in the country. That's what I like. Oh, that's the country cooking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for country dining. Yeah, country dining. Why are we bringing this up today? I was reminded of a place I went to uh, in Grafton in New South Wales called the Golden Fang, I think it is. (laughs) Or something along Golden Dragon, something along those lines. Mm -hmm. The most delicious Chinese food you've ever had in your life. And there's nothing they won't put pineapple in. No. (laughs) That's what I like about (laughs) (laughs) them. The rice had pineapple. The green tea had pineapple in it. (laughs) It's all very glossy, though. It's you know, so much sheen. It's blinding. It's 1970s Chinese cooking. I just love it. I just love. I love it when you get fried rice, bang, pineapple. Thanks very much. Watermelon. And the sweet and sour pork. Great big balls. But I'm with you. <laughs> They're good. They're, I like those restaurants in the country. Sometimes they go. We do pizza mm. and Chinese <laughs> and <laughs> Korean. <laughs> Well, if you're going to do Japanese, I can see that you might go to Korean. If you're going to do Turkish, I can see you might do Greek. But I'm not buying pizza, Italy to China, (laughs) in Ballarat. I don't buy it. I don't care. When I go to a Chinese restaurant, this is true, I always, I'm a little bit, this might be accidentally racist, I need to be served by someone who is Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aussie, you know, it's somehow yeah, where's your pineapple? It's not as Chinese. <laughs> You've been ripped off. There are six billion of you. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Chinese restaurant, I want just one thing, and then someone else's sunglasses coming around on the lazy Susan going into some soup. That's what I want to see. I've never been to a Chinese restaurant where that hasn't happened. Okay, so where's your phone topic in this? It's my idea, right? Yeah, it's your idea. I didn't really think it through, Tony. You were just eating at the time. Okay, okay. I'm going to say five to the start of the show, and I'm going, what's our phone topic? Uh, food. Yeah, no. All right, delicious uh, country cooking ideas. Yeah, delicious. on the line. It is the lunch hour. We've got some mouth-watering <laughs> recipe. Oh, no. My favourite one just went away. Okay, hello, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm good, guys. How's yourself? Ah, uh, we're excellent. Talk us through the recipe, bro. What'd you Alrighty. have? I grew up in a little tip place called Gloucester in New South, South Wales. Wales. Yes, yep. And uh, the pizza shop there used to make me a Wurzburger pizza, including oh. the lettuce, the beetroot, and the tomato. <laughs> Good decision, John. Good decision. The God will come in. <laughs> and, uh, John, you're in Brisbane, are you not? 
Yeah. Are you going to go and uh, have a shout at the New South Wales Rugby League uh, bus this, uh, this, this evening down at the uh, stadium? I'm, all, I'm already practising. Good. <laughs> <laughs> in the blue car I drive past, I give the finger and scream at it. There you go. In the spirit. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks, John. Hello, Ian. How are you? Hey, there you go. Excellent. And what have you had, young man? Uh, it was um, not far from Gloucester, actually, a little yeah. country town called Tari. The restaurant yeah. was called the Hong Kong Takeaway Restaurant. Oh, yes. And the, it was, I never, I was never brave enough to try it. We only ate there once and nearly got terminal MSG poisoning, but it was fried salt. Chinese food in that The only cookbook table uh, into evidence of the Fitzgerald Commission. Thank you, Ian. Hello, Jim. How are you? Good, mate. How are you going? Excellent, mate. Uh, what have you had? Well, uh, I thought you know you're in the bush when you pull into a cafe at Roma and you've got a choice of a Vegemite sandwich, a peanut butter sandwich, and to top it off, the baked bean sandwich. <laughs> I think every single caller so far has been from Brisbane or nearby. Or nearby, yeah. Must know you're here, George. Who else is there? Hey, Maddie. Hey, Maddie, are you there? Yeah, mate. How's that? Oh, excellent. How are you doing? Good, good. What have you had? Oh, mate, I didn't really know to wet yet. We got Maddie's ring up out of the freezer. As long as it's covered in gravy. What was... Sorry, your phone dropped out a little bit. What was covered in gravy, mate? something to boot home. Okay. Lunch. What have you got? Hello there. Uh, Rob, how are you, bro? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, what have you had? Uh, try a bacon, banana and chilli pizza. Oh. Bacon, banana and chilli. Special tonight on the CI channel. Oh, yeah. 